You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. <laughs> Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to John Comedy Report wherever you get your podcast. You're watching on YouTube, like button, subscribe button, you know the deal. And don't forget about the live YouTube streaming show on Tuesday, 7.30 with the voice of the commanders, Bram Weinstein. I did want to try and do one of those after the game, so I know there were some of you waiting there. We had it created, some internet issues and some other headaches with it, so decided not to do it this time. We'd like to do it after the next game, but I'll give you more warning for that next time. But we will have the show on Tuesday. As you can see, I'm joined by my pal, Nikki Javala from the Washington Post, who talk about what? What What the hell did we see? Game. I I hate ties. Can I just say that? I don't think a game turned into a tie. But here we are. You know, the, it was a, it, it had many traits of a typical commander's game, yeah. right? It, back and forth, goes down to the wire, comes down to the final seconds, of course. Taylor Heineke ra- rallies him back. Um, and, and this one just... They ran out of time, ultimately. Um, took them to overtime, back and forth again. Neither team scored and stuck at 20 all. And so what does this do? As we're taping this now, the Rams and Seahawks are in a, in a battle here. So I don't know. By the time you hear this, you're going to know what happened in that game. But what do you think this does for them in terms of the playoffs? And does this, yeah. I mean, I guess, does it help, hurt, what? It doesn't hurt them, but I, I think it puts more pressure on next game. Um, you know, they, this is the team that they're battling at the bottom of the NFC East. And, you know, the division is quite good this year. So they want a spot. They really got to move up. Um, so yeah, it really puts more onto the second game and luckily they, they have a week to rest, recover and kind of, you know, reset here, but it, that's going to be in a really important game at FedEx. Right. And now the giants have Philadelphia next week. The giants have not won in the division. That is a tiebreaker. But whoever wins this game owns a tiebreaker on these teams. So that's kind of a big deal. So it's like, you know, I don't know which team matters more, but, you know, you they have to win that game now. Right? Oh, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, this is nothing new to them. These divisional games, they always come more. Right. You know, you got you to gotta beat your division to, to go anywhere. But, um, you know, this is – they're in a good spot. They're still playing consistently. They just got to clean up these little lingering mistakes. And I sound like – Ron up here, but it's true. These there are only a few plays that continue to cost them. Well, and that's the thing, and that's why. But this is emblematic of every game they played throughout, for the most part, during the streak, where it's like you're you're in that one, you know, that late game stretch where it could go either way. But then you look back and a missed touchdown throw to Logan Thomas. My God, that was so wide open. But then you get Logan Thomas with two penalties on one drive, gives up a sack on a play or a pressure, I think, on the play. And, you know, it's just like those little things just kept adding up. They and the penalties. The penalties. I think they had, what, seven for a loss of 56 yards. And then the the sack and fumble at the start of the third quarter, Um you know, I think that was a sort of a missed block. Maybe I hate to point blame, but it, it kind of looked like a missed block there by John Bates. John Bates. So, um, the ultimate, he was able to swipe the linebacker was able to swipe the ball out of Heineke's hands. You know, 
turnover, critical, really bad turnover. Um, and that those those plays have been so crucial for this team. When they win the turnover battle, they typically win, you know. And you know, it's funny because when I was talking to somebody last week, they're like, you know, they feel good about this as long as you do X, Y, and the Z was as long as the quarterback doesn't right. make these right. mistakes. And, you know, he did in those cases, but the flip side of Heineke is that 90 yard drive. It's that risk reward. And I know you went into that deeper this week, but that's, that is Heineke in his, in his essence. I mean, that, this game is very Heineke, <laughs> you know, he, he makes enough mistakes to get you down, but there he is in the last two minutes. And he's a reason really that you're back in it. And I think a lot of players love it because you can never be counted out in the final seconds, but you know, it can also be costly at the end. But it's funny how many throws where you're like people, you can hear the audible gasp. Oh yeah. It's, it's, you're like, Oh no, no, no. You know, he throws it and it lands into like triple coverage and it's like, Oh boy. But that fourth down play. And it's funny because I did tweet out something about how it wasn't quite like back in 2012, Robert Griffin III had a fourth down play that any of these you know, Redskins fans back then would know that he extended the play for like eight seconds. Wasn't quite like that, but it was a hell of a play because oh, he does extend the play and he's got to throw back across his body 20 yards downfield. But that's the kind of stuff that yeah. he ends up doing that it's the yin and the yang of Taylor. And this, and not to make it a comparison with Carson Wentz, but that is why even in spite of his mistakes, he's still the best quarterback for this team because he can do those things. You, you still, know? you still think that you don't, you're not ready to. Say, oh heck no! Like I, I still think those things definitely. I mean, he, you know, when the pocket collapses, which it did multiple times, that he took a like so many big hits in this game. He's going to be quite sore tomorrow, but he is able to move when needed. Um. You know, he's able to avoid some of the major sacks. And, and that was such a key play to be able to throw on the run across your body. I think that's huge. Well, I think what we saw today, too, and plus it didn't help that Tyler Larson goes out, Cosme goes out. So you lose two guys on the line. And while Schweitzer is a veteran, it's his first game back in a long time. And Nick Martin's a veteran, but it's his first time, pl first time playing in a long time that it does affect it. But I think it also shows, is this line built to protect right. You know, I'm not putting all the blame, but certainly on Carson Wentz from before. Right. But is the line built to protect a guy like that? Right, right. No, I and I think that's a totally fair argument. I think, you know, this, this every year I feel like this line is tested. Their depth is tested, and it's going to be no different this year. Um, and, and to the credit of their coaching staff and the players, that they, they somehow find a way to usually hold up. We'll see if they can do it again. It is, and but again, I go back because I do think we're gonna we're gonna hear this debate over the next two weeks probably over the next four or five weeks about who should be in there at quarterback. And again, like my understanding was in like, I kind of felt like they were going to give Taylor that one tough game, but if they had lost, maybe you look at it differently. I don't know if they don't have that last drive, you look at it differently. Right. Um, but you know, do you think would there be temptation? Do you think to go to Carson at this point? And I know here's the other problem. Carson has, is, he, he was sick. I was, yeah, I, I was going to say like, he, he hasn't even been, activated yet he hasn't played since week six so that in itself could be a detriment um but no i i still think heineke is the right guy for this team i mean look the players still rally behind him it's the last final seconds and and he throws up all their back in it the defense has a quick three and out they they feed off of that energy and that to me is is all you need right there and for all you how out there she is in north carolina grad so 
there is that tie. Now for you, how well he ends, I did, I did tape a little conversation with Sam on Friday. So I'm going to play that this week just to see where he's at, but we're, we're not really talking about him. So, because really the only options for this team, whether fans want him or not, we know the only options really are those other two guys. So, you know, what, when you watch the Taylor's game today though, too, were you, are you thinking at all before that last drive? Like, I wonder what's going to happen. Or did you, or did that last drive kind of remind you of why he should be in? Yeah, both. I mean, you know, when it gets to this final two minutes, I'm like, oh man, I have a lot of my game story written. How is he going to screw it up this time in the final seconds? Which he he does. He's really good at that. Um, But he keeps it entertaining. Um, But you always think there's that chance, you know, with him. And I think that's, that's important for the players when they get down. Well, he's done it. Many times. And I think this team, it's funny, Nikki, because look look at this team with Tennessee, two-yard line. You know, Chicago, one-yard line. Atlanta, four-yard line. What was the other one they had? Um, The the Colts. Colts, They get down down there, too. Like, what do you think in a game like today, too, what do you think that this – I mean, I know this is how the NFL is. But what do you think the result of all that is? Like, what's the biggest takeaway? From the big, well, what do you, how do you think it, what does it do for a team when you're right. constantly in those kind of, I mean, those are like, it's one thing to play close games. These are, yeah. you know, hair turning gray, nail yeah. biting. I mean, it, it, it ages you. Quickly. Not my hair. Yeah. No, mine looks, mine's still brilliant. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it, they're exhausting emotionally, physically, you know, everything. I, I can't imagine what it's like for Ron on the sidelines. Like, goodness. Um, but yeah, every game is like a, a playoff fight because it's, you know, it's a, this constant back and forth. Every game is close. It's tight. But it's also what their identity is wrapped around at this point. So I agree. And, and what about there? To me, one of the biggest plays in the game, and I don't like to always go back to what officials call or don't call, but Ron Rivera was pretty upset about the 55 yard pass play by the Giants. It got him back in the game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was, there was look like it might be a push off, right. not called. I know he gave the officials an earful after that. How big and pivotal do you think what that play was to getting the giants back in this? I think it was huge. I think it was huge, but I, I think there were also, again, not to sound like Ron, I think there are so many other plays that, you know, could have helped them had they made them. Um, I also thought, you know, Terry, I, I thought that should have been a PI on the one where they threw the flag, but ultimately said there was no foul. I mean, you go back and look at that. There was there was contact well, there. And the only thing I could the only thing I could think on that one, there was clearly contact. Yeah. The only thing I thought was maybe they didn't think it, we could, could get back to get the ball. That's the only way it would yeah. make sense. Yeah. I'm not even sure if that's accurate, but it's because right. like he clearly right. interfered with him. Right? right. Yeah. I mean, especially when you think of so many close PI calls that have been called not just against Washington, but it, you know, throughout the league. I mean, that one seemed pretty like, yes, it, it and a flag was thrown. That was the thing. It was like, that's the one. And like I said, the only thing I could think of is maybe they felt like it was not catchable. Yeah. What do you, how do you think the, I mean, we're in there. The players don't seem to know how to react either. What yeah. do you think comes from this for them? Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to come down to the, the film study and ultimately what can you glean from this? And, you know, I, I think it's going to be a lot of, Let's look at all our mistakes, figure out how we can clean these up. Um, because up until those final two minutes, this game had the makings of a loss for Washington. Mm-hmm. You know, you could argue they did. Well, they didn't because they ended up tying. But um, I was going to say they maybe they did enough to win, but I don't think they did. It, it's it, it's going to come down to those mistakes, the small mistakes that 
ultimately become costly. Like those missed tackles, missed blocks, the, you know, overthrown passes, you know, a sack here, a sack there, just they add up. And the one thing is like, to me, weird things always happen up here. The Gibson kickoff return is another right, one of those things. Right. Like that put them in a massive hole. And it's funny because they control the ball for eight minutes. Right. And I was joking with Michael Phillips, like, I don't know if we've ever seen like a 35 play, 90, 95 yeah. yard drive, but we yeah. might have this one. But like, that's that stuff like that. And it coming after, I think, because that was after the touchdown, right? right? Where they went ahead yeah. after the sack fumble. I mean, yeah. it's just like weird stuff happens. And that's the stuff they've been avoiding. Right. Right. And yeah, I mean, and that one, it's good that he recovered that because it could have led to a bigger disaster. But yeah, just little things like margin that. for error. Yeah, exactly. I remember, sorry to shamelessly plug my Vic Fangio story, but sorry, just had to do it. It was, it was like served up to me. But did I, you write one on Mando too? I did. Have you read that one? Um, <laughs> but Vic always had this great line that I always think of in times like this is he would always call it death by inches. You know, they're little things. They add up quickly. Um, and that could be for a team like, you know, showing up late to meetings or it could be like a, a overthrown pass here or there. And it's they add up. Well, I think I, I keep going back to the overthrown pass because that's a four point play and that's the difference of the game. And I know like Sly misses a long field goal. Gano missed one, too. So, you know, you, and I know his was a little bit longer, but still. Yeah. Um, but 52 yarder, it's not even though he's been really good from 50 and plus. It's not an automatic, so I mean, right. I'll give him some break. But what's the concern now with injuries on that line? And because yeah. we don't know, we saw Tyler Larson leaving on crutches with a right. brace on his leg. Did, did you see? I don't know. I didn't see Cosme in the locker room. I afterwards. did not see Cosme. I just saw Larson with a big brace on his leg and crutches. So I mean, Cosme left with what they say an ankle injury and was later downgraded to out. Um, the good news is they have a week here to rest and recover. Maybe some of them come back. Maybe there's a chance for Benjamin St. Juice to be back. Um, he was dealing with an ankle sprain, so there's that hope. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a concern. I mean, every year it feels like this team just gets down to the bottom of the barrel of their centers. Jeez. Oh, it's, it's two years in a row. I'm glad you mentioned St. Juice because I forgot to write him down, but that was a huge loss yeah. today too because Christian Holmes did a nice job last week. He did not. Now, I will say, again, if – that one play is called the way Rivera wants right. it called because he was in position. Right. It's just a matter of how much did he grab and throw him. Right. Ruffs clearly said one thing, but he's in position, but then the touchdown was bad. Oh, yeah, and so like is. that, but that's where I, because that was also I, a great route by Isaiah Hodgins though. I mean, that was just, oof, yes, it was, it was, but it, but it is like, but that's a that's a route that he is that that St. Juice defends well. Exactly. His length and his quickness allows him to defend it well. So that that was the problem. The other one we got to talk about is Chase Young, because yeah. another game where he missed and you know going into the day, I know they worked him out today, but we both knew that it wasn't going to go. Yeah, so clear. where do you think we're at with him? And I mean, it's mental at this point, right? Yeah. It's all upstairs. He's medically it's cleared. He's been medically cleared since the day they designated him to return to practice. Do so you th- doctors have signed off. It's up to the coaches to determine now if he's mentally ready to get back into the game because you can't really replicate you know this in practice but he's got to be ready chase himself do you think what's going to change they're not even out there this week i mean he'll be out there for stuff but what's going to change that then makes him ready in two weeks i mean can do you think i'm starting to wonder about are we going to see him i know it's a great question there's only what four games left and they're going to start him on a pitch count early which they have to and bring him back so like he could play only me if he does return to 
you know, in week 15 when they play the Giants again, like he, he could be looking at like a 70 snap season. At do you think, do you, do you expect to see him at this point? I, I'm scared to say one way or the other. I feel like every week, oh, there's momentum, there's hope. And no, it's very clear by Friday that he's not going to go. So, you know, I, 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 I'm too scared to say at this point. Yeah. I, and, and, you know, I was convinced a week ago, a week ago on Friday, yeah. I would have said, oh, for sure. Right. I think that it just felt like they were a lot more muted this week yeah. with him and all that. And when he go, and then when you know that it's just about him feeling confident, yeah. what is it going to take for him to feel that way? Another three weeks of practice? I don't know. And I mean, I know some people are going to say, why not just shut him down now? But I think if you can wait for him, you're going to. Yeah. And you got $9 million in cap money tied to him. And you got to decide on his fifth year option after the season. So, I mean, not that 70 snaps are going to, sway you one way or the other but like this is he's a costly investment you want him on the field um but yeah i I think it's going to ultimately be a to chase to kind of change that i mean you got to remember he's a he's young b he's never really had a really major injury like this before so it takes some experience in getting through it but he's got to get over that hump but and that's my that's my concern like i he can help them if he comes back those 10 15 snaps but we don't even know what he's going to look like but if if he's right he can help them. Yeah. That's why you wait for him at this point. But I just don't know what's going to change his right. mind. And that's the hard part. And it's a tough time in the year to come back because this is when they're kind of scaling back in practice. They're trying to keep guys healthy till, you know, through week 17. They're not going like full, can't go full contact, but they're not going like as hard as they would before. So to really gauge where he's at, it's difficult. He's just got to find it. He's got to find a way to get over the hump. Yeah. And I, you know, and the funny thing is like Montez left today with right. concussion. So, yeah. So like, we don't know what it's his status is going to be. We'll find out more. Maybe. Well, it'll be, we don't know yet. Yeah. We don't know anything about it. So who knows what they may need that. Uh, yeah. It's the beauty of the bye week especially yeah. for somebody like him hoping it's, you know, not going. So the other, the other thing, last thing I really want to talk about is the receivers because then you, you know, I, and I thought, that this was a chance play action. We, I think that's obvious that the Giants struggle with that, but I thought it was a good chance for Jahan to get some more action. And then Terry, I mean, but all three were that. And it's kind of a reminder of what they have. Right. No, absolutely. I mean, and this is a tough defense to go against. Like as Terry mentioned, like it's a lot of man, you know, press man um, blitzing a lot. So it's a physical tough defense and they, they did well. You know, I, I think, I think Dotson, you know, I, I know there's a lot of tension on, his lack of production in the last few weeks, especially, you know, given the production he had in the early going, but I think people forget that he is still a rookie. Like, and I think a lot of what he didn't do in the last few weeks was magnified because of how much he did do in the early going. I mean, he led, he led the league in touchdowns for um, among rookies, right. Or so, you know, I, I think he's starting to get back into a rhythm. I think they do have a really solid group there. Um, a dynamic group too. He had nine targets today. He had four in the last three games combined. Yeah. But along with that, Nikki, it was 27 for 41 for Taylor. That's, yeah. I think 27 was like, that's how many passes he threw right. last week. It's how many. So when you, when you're the, th- when you're throwing the ball more, cause you have to, right. it's going to help Dodson. But I also think he was reminded, like he was getting open on some of those routes with he's, he's a really good route runner, but the moves he put on after the catch yeah. is just a reminder um, what he can do. And I think it just, I don't know that this passing game is going to become more dynamic. I don't think it's set up to be that way. I don't think Taylor is the guy that's going to get you there. I don't think the line's going to allow you to do it with maybe with Wentz. Right. You know, I just, I have my concern about all of that, right. 
Um, and you know, now again, if they went, if they go back to Wentz, he's coming in with a different run game than he had, but now the line is a little yeah. bit different too. That said, you have it with those receivers though, give you a chance that late game situation, like it's those guys are making plays. And I, you know, a lot of this is game flow and you can't get everybody the ball all the time, especially when you're running more like they did in, you know, the past few games or whatever. But, you know, I think Curtis Samuel also showed at the very end of the game, just how valuable he is. And his targets have been incredibly limited over the last couple of games. So if they can get him involved early, I I always think he's kind of, kind of like a spark plug for the offense. I, I think he, he really gets them going. So if they could get him and Terry going early, I think that just would help them a lot. Does this game change at all how you view the rest of the season for them? Um, Not really. I To me, it's more of a reminder that everything is so close for them. Like I, I could see them surprising a lot of people winning out in December. I could see them losing every game in December. It's just, it's so hard to know with this team. Because they can turn it around in an instant late in the fourth quarter, but they can go, you know, more than three quarters of, you know, just this back and forth, mistake after mistake. It, it really plays. I mean, it really does because during that during the six out of seven, I think they were like what plus six or seven for turnover margin. You so you can't. I mean, I know they did force fumble on Jones early, but what I did for I say the last thing, but now I lie. Um, but Daniel Jones though, because we saw what Mariota did to them. And, you know, Mike thing it kept was like, well, you know, Mariota, they only scored 13 points. Well, Jones's legs really hurt them today. Daniel Jones turns into like an all pro rusher when he faces the quarterback. I mean, it's unbelievable. He had what, 74 yards in a game in 2020, 95 in a game last year. And now today, what do you have? Like 71? 71. It's it's crazy. But yeah, I agree with you. I, I think these mobile quarterbacks have become a problem, which is interesting because they're otherwise pretty they're incredibly stout up front, you know, with Duran Payne and John Allen providing that interior rush. Montez is probably one of the best edge setters I've seen in the league. So I, they're stout up front. It's just these quarterbacks have given them fits over the last couple of games. And, and they did a good job against Barkley, except for the two minute situation yeah. where a lot of his yards came off draws. I mean, the linebackers are retreating to draw, but it was Jones that hurt them. And I know like if everybody wants to spy, there was at least one time on his 21 yard run where they, they did have somebody assigned to him, but over pursuit middle left open, boom, he's, he's 21 yards. So there are, but they're going to have to get better at defending him. And do you think that the bye week is better for Washington because they, you know, they can just go back and prepare for them. Right. Whereas the giants have to go play Philly. And yeah. you know, no, I think it's definitely better for Washington. Uh, you know, I, I think they need a rest. I, a fourteen, a week fourteen buy is just tough. It's tough. I mean, by then you're just, you know, it, like their mistakes in the game. The injuries add up, you know. And by week fourteen, it's hard to recover from some of the bigger ones. But they need a rest, you know. I think it'll be good time to reset. How about for you? You need a rest? No, I'm. Re- I was born for this. Let's go. <laughs> well, I I need a rest. Yeah, I need to go. I need my bed though. Yeah, I need to go home. <laughs> Nikki, thanks for joining me, and tell people where they can follow. Uh, at WashingtonPost.com slash sports or on Twitter at Nikki Jobvala. There you go. Thanks, Nikki. Thank you for tuning in. And again, Tuesday night, 7.30 Eastern Time, live stream with the voice of the commanders, Bram Weinstein. I'll talk to you next time.